Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo starts now. Straight up to the claw. On this Tuesday afternoon, good afternoon and welcome into today's edition of the Burns and Gambo Show. Here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. My name is Dave Burns alongside the one, the only, John Gambador. Hi, Gambo. Burnsy, what's going on? I thought for sure I was going to say Monday. I totally thought for sure uh, I was going to say Monday. I know. We I did, too, by did the you? way. Did you? Yeah. Really? yeah it we feels like a Monday for us. It does. We didn't have a show yesterday, yeah. right? Like, oh, I, I saw cleaned it. out the garage. <laughs> got like, to, uh, I got all sorts of stuff done at the house yesterday, too, man. It's like, I'm just going to get stuff done at the house and then watch a football game at night. Was that, yeah. was that a football game? Does that count? I think today we're going to have a funeral for a friend. <laughs> Is that what we're going to do? I'm going to go one more Elton John reference here. Funeral for a friend. Hell of a song. <laughs> of a That's song. what it'll be today. Yeah, it's uh, it does feel like, man, the problem with feeling like it's the end, there's still six games to go, man. It's a Jeez. lot of season wow. left to know that it's done, right? There's just so much Football to still be There's played. Six weeks left. There's six games left, and yet that's it. What are we talking about? Well, you watched it last night. Burns and Gambo, the weigh-in. Brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. Here's play action. Garoppolo throws to Kittle. Left side, comes to 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, George Kittle. Puts it away. 37 to 10 with 10 minutes to go. Dave Pash with the call, along with Ron Wolfley, live from Mexico City last night, Cardinals International Game on Monday Night Football. And it was humiliation, plain and simple. 38 to 10. They lose to the San Francisco 49ers. They fall a four and seven on the season, one and four in the division, with one division game remaining against San Francisco at the end of the season. Goodness gracious. Um I, Everything went wrong last night. Everything. Everything. They played, they hung in there for a half, but you kind of felt like, you know, like it was only a matter of time before the 49ers were able to, you know, impose their will on them. Yeah. I kind of felt like that. You know, it reminded me of a boxing match where you just realized after like the first half of the fight, like, I'm not going to win. I'm just hanging around. I'm not going to win. And I think that's what I felt like. I just felt like the 49ers were the better team. The Cardinals were hanging around, hanging around, but that the 49ers were eventually going to impose their will. Look, we both thought the 49ers were going to win. Um, they are peaking. You thought that they'd win big, right? I did, I thought yeah. that they would win small win because big. they usually don't win like that. They broke out a can of whoop-ass on the Arizona Cardinals in the second half. They really did. I mean, they dominated. They That's, a, what, the third game in a row where they haven't allowed a point in the second half of the season? Yes, 52 a, to nothing, 53 shut, to nothing. Shut yeah. the Cardinals out 21 to nothing. Look, let's be honest. The Cardinals got humiliated on Monday Night Football. Um, you know, if you turn that game off at halftime, if you're on the East Coast, that eh, was a decent game. It was okay. And the second half, man, the Cardinals couldn't couldn't get out of their own way. It was a pathetic, embarrassing performance by the Arizona Cardinals. They got humiliated. Uh, the season's done. I mean, they you know that whole two out of three. If they could win two out of three, Seattle. Well, they lost two out of three. So yeah. I mean, there's no need to even talk about percentages of chances left or anything like that. It's it's not going to happen. It was just a it was a sad way for it to be finalized that the season would come to an end with a with an ass kicking like that. You know, and it's it's funny that you phrase it that. 
that way because I, I you, you know, we, you and I and others here at the station, we write our rapid reaction pieces for yeah. the website. I don't know about you, man. I really struggled to write mine last night. I mean, really struggled. And it's like, yeah, 10, like what are you going to say? It's like ten thirty at night. And I'm just staring at this blank screen, like what? What do I actually have to say about this game? And, and I think what you just said a second ago was the reason why. It's like that's it, you know. There's like this finality to it. There's this. There's this. It, it's so. And I, I got way past the embarrassment stage and the anger stage, and I just kind of fast forwarded right to what's there left to do? What's there left to say? They're four and seven. They're they're, they're they, If there was going to be one last stand, it was going to be last night against the 49ers and yeah. in that must win moment. They got absolutely humiliated, and so now I'm just kind of searching for answers. I'm searching for answers about Kyler and I'm. I'm searching for answers about Cliff and, I don't and know Steve Kime, yeah. and I don't know if we're going to get any. I don't know if you'll get him either. But, but that's that's where I find myself. I mean, playoffs. I'm not even thinking about that. I'm thinking about they're in 12th place in the NFC. What are the answers to these questions that they've they've got to figure out? And they still have. And I, I was joking about it earlier, but I'm being dead serious. Six games is a lot of season left for it to be over, right? I mean, like guys can completely check out and just. And we'll talk about that in a moment with Buddha's comments, man. What are, what are they going to do for the next six games? How are they going to define out if, figure, themselves? Figure out if Kyla Murray can, can run an offense. Figure that out. Get some guys back. I mean, you know, hopefully Hollywood Brown comes back and you know, you can see Hopkins and Hollywood together. I mean, they got to they got to figure some stuff out. But I, I think I listen and we'll get into this later, too. My, my guy, uh, my guy Sanders and Cameron Thomas, but just play him. Just play him. Yeah. I mean, if they make mistakes and you who cares who at this cares? point, like they got to play like I'm so disappointed last night. Nine in, in snaps it. each. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I mean, come on. I mean, let the, it's, it's time to turn. Turn it over to the young kids. Let them get an ample playing time. But I really like these six games, whenever Murray comes back, whenever that, that may be. I mean, he's he's got to figure out if he's going to take that next step or not. And I know we're going to talk a lot of, a lot about Kyler Murray. The Steve Young comments were, were very, uh, very important, I think, to, to get into. But here's a team that's, I mean, they're behind the Detroit Lions right now. Okay, the Detroit Lions are ahead of them. Yeah. In the standings, so like we there is we lost two out of three in that stretch. They're five and twelve in their last seventeen. That, okay, so you know what? That was the thing I struggled the most with when writing my rapid reaction piece because all I could think about was they're five and twelve in their last seventeen games. That's a season. That's a season. That's a season. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is that, and that is from when they were ten and two last year after they beat the Bears on December whatever it was, December second. That includes the playoff game against the Rams in the last seventeen games they've played that have counted. They've won five of them. And the only team of any significance that they beat during that stretch was the Dallas Cowboys towards the end of last year. They haven't beaten anybody worth a darn in those 17 games. But they never got beat like like that, like Kansas City beat them pretty good. Kansas City beat them pretty good. Philly was close. No, Minnesota right. was close. They got. They, I thought about that too. San Francisco just wow. I mean, I was just like, yeah, I mean, it was a you know the you're bringing a knife to a gunfight type thing. You had they had they were just completely over fit physically overmatched too. Yeah. Physically well, line of scrimmage overmatched. And that was you talk about the turning point in that game, and there were lots of little ones. I mean, in the second half, yeah, the Cardinals to their credit. You want something good to say about what happened last night? The Cardinals hung with them for a first half. And when when Dorch has that big forty seven yard reception, which is by the way the longest pass play yeah, of the season. There it is. The only forty the only plus 40 yard, yard pass yeah. play of the season for the Cardinals right there was Colt McCoy to 
Greg Dortch. Whoever had that in the pool, congratulations, you win. They score the touchdown, the Connor touchdown run. It's a 14-10 game. They're hanging. They're, they're hanging with the San Francisco. The 49ers came out of the halftime tunnel. And they ran, what, seven of their first eight plays were on the ground. And they switched and from they, McCaffrey to Mitchell. Like, they, it was just like a tag team. I was reminding me of a tag team wrestling. I'm going to go. You're in now. You're, it, you're, you're in. in. You go. You, you go, go kick their ass. And he mauled them. They Elijah Mitchell? Them. Yeah. yeah. They couldn't the, stop the run. San Francisco's run game in the second half just flattened the Cardinals. <laughs> flattened them. So San and Francisco. And they were not up for the fight. They, not up for the fight at they all. They were giving the owner a lot of credit. Took him to Colorado Springs. Yes. Now, I'm not an elevation expert, but is that a lot higher than here? Much. We're at about 1,000. Colorado Springs is at about 6,000. Okay. Mexico City's at about so 7,200. So, should we put some blame on Michael Bidwell? We're the not owner, doing something similar. The owner, on the, 40, the owner of the 49ers fitted the bill to go to Colorado Springs. They looked like they were not winded at all. The Arizona Cardinals looked gassed in the second half. I So, there's one owner takes his team to Colorado Springs. The other owner doesn't do anything. I mean, so honestly, I mean, that's a, it, you got to fit. That's an owner thing. You got to fit that bill. I'm going to take you somewhere. Should the Cardinals have gone somewhere? Should they have gone to Flagstaff and trained in Flag? You know, I'm just asking the question because they're giving a lot of credit to the owner of the 49ers for fitting the bill and taking the whole team to Colorado Springs to get ready for that game. You can ask the question. I'll give you my honest answer. I still think the Cardinals get drilled. I, I think if, if the Cardinals had gone to Flagstaff and trained all next week or all last week, I still think they lose by a healthy amount. The San Francisco 49ers were just that much better. They were. But the first half, the Cardinals hung. They and did. the second half, they the did. Cardinals had no energy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, no I, energy. I get it. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. When we come back here on the Burns and Gambo show, we're saying the season is over. Are the players as well? And is one player trying to rage against the dying of the light? That's next on the Burns and Gambo show. Arizona Sports, breaking news. All right, I'll take uh, things I was not expecting to pass along to our audience for 200, please. Bob McManaman, Cardinals writer from AZ Central, his verified Twitter account. We've double-checked, triple-checked to make sure that it is, in fact, him, and it is. Bob McManaman tweeted out about four minutes ago, right as we were going into the break, the Arizona Cardinals have relieved offensive line coach slash running game coordinator Sean Kugler of his duties. Wow. Following an incident in Mexico City on Saturday night per Cliff Kingsbury. Bob's got a quote from Cliff. Quote, we relieved him of his duties and he was sent home Monday morning prior to the game. Adding, it's challenging any time you make a staff change in that type of manner. Sean Cougar joined the Cardinals in 2019 when Cliff came on board, when Kyler came on board. He had earned steady praise from all within the organization. I'm reading now directly from Bob's Twitter account. Uh, Kingsbury would not get into details about what exactly happened, but the decision was made to fire him. Wow. Okay. Sean Coogler was one of the most, you know, that was the big hire. Like, he was the, you know, he was one of the best hires for Cliff. You know, he was going to be his right-hand guy and instrumental in the running game and 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 uh, loved by the offensive linemen. So just an absolute shocker here. Don't know what happened. Going to try and find out. But that is, wow, that is, uh, that's big news. Sean Coogler out for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. And again, Bob McManaman from AZ Central, credit where credit's due, his verified Twitter account, he is the one reporting this, uh, just came down about six minutes ago. The Cardinals have relieved Sean Kugler of his duties following an incident in Mexico City on Saturday night. He was sent home Monday morning before the game. 
um, adding it's challenging anytime you make a staff change in that type of manner. Man, man, Sean Kugler, a veteran, respected coach, offensive line coach, assistant coach, um, out. Six games left in the season, like six games left in the season, and they're making that change. Mitch, you were going to jump in. Did they say who takes his place? No, didn't say it. I was just going to say, like, he seemed like a good part of Hard Knocks most recently. We probably won't see it on the next Hard Knocks, but this... It seems so stark compared to what you know, we just saw. A few you know what's going to suck for Hard Knocks? Hard Knocks doesn't have the Eno stuff if they don't have this. Like, uh, you know, at some point it's like you got to get this stuff. Like, this is why everybody's watching. Like, yeah. all of these things are happening around the Cardinals, and if you don't get any of it, like, I think it's a knock on Hard Knocks. Uh, I, I, it becomes a reason, frankly, not to watch it. I, I mean, this is like, what yeah, we come you, to right. Hard Knocks for. Is yeah. stuff like it's this because it's called Hard Knocks. Dude, this is what Hard Knocks is. I'm going to change it to Soft Knocks if they don't start getting some decent stuff on. And, there. and I get it; their cameras can't be omnipresent. They can't be everywhere. They, they can't get yeah, everything. But you you got to have an understanding like, hey, like we got to we got to be in on some of this stuff. You've got to have an understanding there. Yeah. I, I, but I mean, Sean, OK, back to the Sean Kugler thing. And then we'll talk about Buddha here in just a minute. OK, Sean Kugler was by all accounts, the trusted, respected right hand man for a lot of what Cliff was trying to do offensively, right? I mean, I know yes. there are others there, Spencer Whipple and and of course others who were involved in the offense. But John Kugler is the guy with all the experience and all I mean, how many times have we raved about the work Sean Kugler had done over these last three and a half years? And and certainly this does not explain what happened last night in the beatdown at the hands of the 49ers. But I can see how not having him around would be really discombobulating for a football team. You know, you team. just you I, I wonder, and again, you don't want to speculate too much here, but I just wonder if there's a lot of ping, uh, finger pointing going on right now and a blame game going around and you get mauled like that on the line of scrimmage and your offensive line, you can't can't run the ball. The Cardinals could not run the ball. I mean, all the negative plays in the running game, and I wonder if maybe somebody, you know, somebody blamed Kugler and, and he wasn't going to have any of it. You know, it's just something has to give here. But boy, this is boy, this is getting this is getting bad. Yeah. I mean, Eno Eno gets gets cut last week. Sean Kugler's out of a job this week. You start to think, man, what's going to happen next week? That, that's nuts. Just nuts. All right. In the meantime, not as nuts. Certainly, Buda Baker. After the game, and this is courtesy Cam Cox, our buddy over at Channel 1212 News. He was with the team in Mexico City. Did your guys play hard all the way to the end, Buddha? I feel like guys played till the end, played hard till the end. No, I don't. No. Wow. I don't. And he's right. They didn't play hard till the end. I mean, we're all going to look at that Antonio Hamilton play and like, you know, that, that that's embarrassing as an athlete to just not, you know, not even attempt to make a tackle there on George Kittle on that. But there's no question as the game got out of hand, they just decided that, you know, they weren't going to play. They didn't want to play. Listen, I even, I tweeted out at one point, like, then there's still 13 minutes left in this game. And I think they might have been thinking the same thing. Like, there's 13 minutes left in this game. I just want to I want to want to get away. Because you know you go, but you go look at it, and 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 San Francisco came out. They just started to run the ball down their throats. Elijah Mitchell, and and even when McCaffrey came and throwing the ball to McCaffrey, and Carlos had they, they they put up no fight. They were maybe they were gassed, or maybe they just quit. I'm sure some of them were gassed, and I'm sure some of them quit. Um, but I love that Buddha said that man. They, you know, people, people lie. Yeah, the men lie, women lie. Yeah, here it is, right here. Yeah, it's very tough to say, but you know. At the end of the day, we're all grown men. Um, women lie, men lie. That film never lies. So 
whatever the, the film says is, is what it is. As our friend Mike Jarecki would always say, the eye in the sky does not lie. Right. And the film is the eye in the sky. And I got to imagine those film sessions are going to be brutal, brutal for guys to sit through, right? Because it's going to be painfully obvious who gave a damn and who didn't. Who was I playing hard to the end who wasn't. Listen, I don't know. You have to do something with Antonio Hamilton, in my opinion. I mean, you can't just roll him out there next week and have him start. I mean, there's got to be... I'm not saying you cut the guy, but there's got to be, like, you're, you're sitting the first half. I can't put you back out there. That's just no respect. I mean, I have to... You shied away. You, you had a, you're the only guy. You had a chance there. You didn't even attempt. Like, you just uh, forget it. Let him go in the end zone. I have to bench him. I have to bench him. I, I can't put him back. I can't have him starting. I have to make a statement as yeah. a head coach. You can't play like that on my team. I, I can't have guys like that. No, I'm not going to cut you, but you're not starting next week. Maybe you don't even play next week. I, I was, and look, I'm, I'm assuming, and I don't know, I'm assuming Buddha is at least in part referring to Antonio Hamilton because it was just so blatantly obvious, blatantly right? Like, obvious. I mean, it was just like so clear. And, and Buddha was kind of right there in the middle of all that, too, getting blocked out of that play. So maybe he saw it with his own eye. Or, but I mean, they called it out on the national broadcast, the comments from Troy Aikman, which Sure, you know, really tough to hear, but I'm glad Aikman said it because it needed to be said. But I'm telling you right now, of all the guys to do that, man, Antonio Hamilton, you know, who came back from the Burns, who who came back to play, who was the t- the talk of training camp, right? He was a he was a really good feel good story for the Arizona Cardinals, and for it to be him in that moment, I know there were others, and I'm sure the film will reveal others, but in the one that was so obvious for it to be him, that was really disappointing that he was that guy. Yeah, no, it was. And that play, like, you know, I went back and looked at that play a few different times because I almost just wanted to see how many guys. Look, it was one of those fake handoffs to the right, and everything went to the left yesterday. Had so much success. Fake handoff to McCaffrey. Kittle sneaks underneath. Uh, He goes past Marcus Golden and past Buddha. Catches the ball to 32-yard line. I, I, I really wanted to look at this a few times. The first contact was a missed tackle at the 14 by Vallejo. So he catches the ball to 32-yard line, basically runs 18 yards before anybody even gets a whiff of him. That's Vallejo. Then three Cardinal players were getting blocked by two 49ers inside the six-yard line. Banjo, Hamilton, and Jalen Thompson. Hamilton just let him go by. He even screened Jalen from making a play. Not one of the three players laid a glove on him. Three Cardinal players, two 49 players, about the seven-yard line. Mm-hmm. And he just went in. He just like went in. Nobody touched him. Not you, like two guys blocking three. And he went in without being touched. The one guy that wasn't blocked was Hamilton. And for some reason, he did that business decision and just, okay. Well, laid him. Just, just, just okay. Again. Almost like threw up his hands and just, okay, there you go. I, I mean, for me, almost as bad, not as bad. Almost as bad was the Debo play. The 39-yard end yep. around. Yep. Oh, my God. Goodness, I mean, how many more times are we going to see an offense just take advantage of the Cardinals' defense like that, right? Everybody going right, Debo goes to the left, he just knifes through the defense. That was that was the point in the game where I'm like, oh yeah, forget it. Yeah, I mean, the it, Debo it, Samuel play. This turkey is cooked, right? I mean, that, that Debo Samuel play was, to me, the, the peak of the frustration because, like, yeah, they're, they're going to get absolutely worked in the second half of this game because they can't even, the only, yeah. they can't even defend that properly. 
I mean, the play Isaiah Simmons got hurt on, that's how strong Debo Samuel is. The play Isaiah Simmons, usually with an arm tackle, is going to bring down a lot of guys, but Debo's just so strong. But listen, like they didn't play hard till the end. I mean, obviously the, the Antonio Hamilton Antonio Hamilton play sticks out really bad, and then the, the Debo play, and it's just eventually, I mean, they got Brock Purdy in a quarterback with, you know, with, with all that time left, and Brock Purdy's your quarterback. So, you know, Debo went untouched. I even thought when I looked at that play, I thought that Hamilton let up a little bit there. I did. On the Debo play? On the Debo play. I went back and I looked at that when he was untouched the entire way. Nobody touched him. And, you know, I think that he kind of bailed a little bit. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, Suns taking on the Lakers tonight. A rivalry that goes way back. And then, of course, we'll continue to circle back to what has become our top story of the day. And that is that Sean Kugler has been relieved of his duties by the Arizona Cardinals. That's all next here on Burns and Gambo. <laughs> the Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, it was always going to be a busy Tuesday. It just got a little bit busier with the news that we'll circle back to. Spend a couple of minutes on before we preview Suns Lakers. Uh, also, we're down a man today. Eric Ruby is not feeling well, so he's not with us. So Mitch is pulling double duty today. Update Get better, guy. Ruby and like, producer. Please. Yeah, please, because Mitch hates doing. <laughs> he hates doing this. He's not a huge fan. Okay, of for, this. for the record, I knew coming into today, I was going to be flying solo producing but then the Sean Coogler news oh, happened. I know, I know. It's hitting it. It's on, absolutely hitting it. So what do you got for us for a poll question well, today, Well, I've Mitch? got two. I can do the one that we discussed that you liked better. Let's do that. Yeah, okay. yeah, let's do that. So our one today is focused on the quarterback position for the Arizona Cardinals. And knowing that Kyler Murray is still working through that hamstring injury, we're curious what you guys think. Here's the question. How would you prefer that the Arizona Cardinals handle Kyler Murray's status, assuming he's good enough to go on Sunday? You've got four options. You start him. You start Colt, but then weave in Kyler later. You sit him until after the bye week, or you sit him until he's 100% good to go. You're saying he's healthy? The assumption is that he's good enough to play. I play him. I got I to gotta play him. I do, too. Play him. You, you, you've got a four words. Get Kyler Murray right. That's the. Those are the only four words that matter over these six games. Get, I, I'm sorry for all the other guys on the roster. You got to get Kyler Murray right. That's the most important thing. Play him the minute he can play. Not you to say play nothing him. else matters, but that's the most important pressing need right now is trying to figure out if he can play or not. What he said. A good chunk of the fan base is with you guys right now. Sixty point two percent say if he's good enough to play, you start him. Twenty two point six percent say sit him until he's a hundred percent good to go. Thirteen point four percent say wait until after. the the bye week, only 3.8% saying run with McCoy, but then go to Murray a little bit later. All right, that's the uh, poll question. You can find it on our Twitter page, at Burns and Gambo. One word is where you can find it. It has been confirmed now by multiple reporters, including our own Tyler Drake at ArizonaSports.com, that run game coordinator, offensive line coach Sean Kugler has been relieved of his duties by the organization due to an incident in Mexico City. Apparently, the incident happened on Sunday, not Saturday, but on Sunday night. Obviously, no word on what the incident is. Uh, Bob McManaman of AZ Central actually had a quote from Cliff Kingsbury uh, in which he said, quote, we relieved him of his duty.
duties, and he was sent home Monday morning prior to the game. It's challenging anytime you make a staff change in that type of manner, close quote. Josh Weinfuss of ESPN.com points out via his Twitter account, Gambo, that the question was asked of Cliff during his press conference today if he's had to make any coaching staff changes. His answer was no. Then the news of Sean Kugler's firing broke after the press wow, conference. Wow, so he said no, huh? He said no in the moment. That was a that was a Steve Keim hire. Sean Kugler was a Steve Keim hire. The assistant offensive line coach is uh, Brian Natkin. Um, so, you know, maybe he takes over. There's got to be something that really boiled over for Sean Kugler to not make it back from Mexico with a job after what happened last night. Now... Offensive line is in shambles. A lot of guys are injured, but they had a lot of negative plays. They weren't able to run the ball. Uh, he's got a lot of inf- influence on the running game. There's no question about that. Um, listen, heads are going to roll when you stop when you play poorly like this. Okay, okay. heads are going to roll. Uh, a lot of people want to see the head coaches head roll. A lot of people want to see the GM head uh, head roll. Uh, but it is Sean Kugler, one of the most valued members of that coaching staff, that is now out of a job after what happened. Last night in Mexico City with that loss to the 49ers. Probably a lot more to it um, than just, you know, hey, we just thought he wasn't doing a very good job. And oh, again, clearly. You know, right? I think at this point right now, there's always a lot of fingers that get pointed and there's a lot of blame game going on. But, man, that, 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 that game was won in the trenches last night. And the 49ers were better on the offensive line and the defensive line. Yeah, it's got the feet between the Eno release, the loss, the, basically what feels like the end of a season that still has six games to go. This kind of almost has that out-of-control feel like when your car hits a patch of ice, right? And you just start sliding on the road. You don't exactly know what to do to get out of it. You're just kind of sliding. We've been there. It, right? We've all. I think at some point, everybody hit. It, it feels like the Cardinals have hit a patch of black ice, and they're just sliding on the road right now. It, it feels like it's... And I don't know what it's actually like in those halls, so I don't want to speak to that specifically. I'm talking about perceptually from the outside. It feels like chaos. It feels like that organization has just been plunged into chaos right now, and we still have six games to go in the season. What would justify firing Sean Kugler with six games left? Right? Hate, what would justify it? Like I'm trying to think, but I, I, it, to do so would require a level of speculation that probably isn't fair. Yeah, you know, I, I don't. No, I think everybody's imagination can, you know, I don't know. I don't know what he would have done to cause them to put him on a plane the morning of their game. Basically, their this is it, do or die game. To put him on a plane and send him home, it had to be enormous, whatever it was. And I don't know if we'll ever learn what it is. I mean, again, the hard knocks cameras, did they see it? Did they capture it? Legally, are they allowed to show it? Will the Cardinals let them show it? I don't know. I don't know the answers to any of those questions. But right now, it feels like the Cardinals are in chaos with the yeah, state of their organization. Coming into, did you expect, I mean, I might have expected some kind of discipline for Antonio Hamilton for what he did. I mean, honestly, I, I might have expected something with Antonio Hamilton. Maybe they would have handled it internally. Maybe it would have came out. But um, I mean, would you have expected a coach to be fired after last night? Not on a short week. Okay. 
You know, right not, with the charges coming in in five days. I mean, you got the charges coming in in five days. You got in at four o'clock in the morning, right? I mean, I, I woke up this morning at my usual like five forty-five, six o'clock. I got on Twitter. I got a notification about an hour ago from the Cardinals Twitter account that they landed. So I think they got in at like three or four in the morning. It's that's a terrible time to go firing a coach. You, you, I mean, you want to talk about firing a coach and you've got the bye week and extra time to prepare. Okay, let's talk. But a short week coming off of international travel where you get in at four o'clock. In the morning, that's the worst time in the world to go firing a coach. Yeah, because now you're just behind the eight ball all week trying to figure out what you're going to replace him. So but no, to, 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 to answer to, your question, I would not have expected a coach to have to pay the to price. To think for that this. it was so bad that they couldn't even get to the final six games of the season, like they couldn't. All right, let's just get to the end, and we'll make stay. We'll make changes to the coaching staff because no matter what, the only way Cliff keeps his job is if they make massive changes to the coaching staff. That's the only way they're going to be able to sell out to Michael. We'll make massive changes. We'll bring in new coaches. I think that's the only way Cliff survives. Yeah, um, but the fact that they're doing this now as well. It's, it's crazy. All right. Um, All right. A quick word about Suns Lakers. No Chris tonight. Paul, no LeBron James. Yeah. Lakers are playing better. Lakers are playing better. What Russell Westbrook's got, a, I think, 10 assists in the last four games. Anthony Davis is playing better right now. So maybe a little bit more of a challenge. The Lakers still are not a good basketball team. They're starting to get some reinforcements back. Dennis Schroeder. Um, so, so a couple of guys that were out are coming back. They played better lately. So maybe a little bit more of a challenge. But still no Chris Paul yet for the Suns. A three-game winning streak for the Lakers. During that stretch, Anthony Davis has averaged 35 points and 17 rebounds per game during the winning streak. And you're absolutely right about Westbrook. It's four straight games now where he's got 10 or more assists. The Paul thing continues to be very, very strange. They basically came out over the weekend and said, you know, they're going to reevaluate in another week. They're not going to say much more about it. They ruled him out of the next game well in advance before we knew that he wouldn't play. The Suns have not won back-to-back games since November 1st. It's been almost a month since they, they're 3-4 and four yeah. without Chris Paul so we, far. We didn't get to talk about any of the games over the weekend, but I was watching that Jazz game Friday night, and boy, was Larry Marketing and special he in that was. game. He was. He was just, that shot that he made at the end of the game, that high-arching shot was unbelievable. Um, they're, they're far exceeding expectations. Far exceeding, exceeding them. Uh, th- like I, I spoke with the Jazz the other day, and they, they kind of thought that they would be uh, like instead of like ten and six, they'd be they'd be like six and ten. Like they didn't think they'd be that bad because, but Markkinen's become a piece. Like they're gonna build around him. They really like him. He's still very very young, and apparently he killed it for Finland over the summer. And in in forty minute games, he was getting like forty points a game. Like you know he was forty forty minute games. He was scoring like forty a game a couple of times. So that's when they decided to make that trade. Fan. You can text us your thoughts on the FanDuel text line at six twenty six twenty. When we come back, we continue our search for reasons for what happened last night to the Arizona Cardinals, including the defense. We are searching for the defense next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo, Arizona sports, the local sports leader. All right, because it's a weird week for us, um, and a great week because it's Thanksgiving and we're grateful for so many things. We get to spend time with our families. We're grateful that we work for a company that we're not, you know, no shows Thursday, no shows Friday uh, locally here. It also means we're compressing a lot of the stuff that we spread out over the course of the week into two days because we didn't have a show yesterday. So we've got our off-the-court feature coming up at 3 o'clock. Really looking forward to hearing from Damian Lee because he's been such a pleasant surprise for the Suns. I mean, I thought he'd be good. I didn't think he'd yeah. be like this valuable so far. He's been very, very good for them. I, off I, the bench. I, I do want to say um, there's a report out there. Um, 
Kevin O'Connor is putting it out there that the Suns are interested in Bogdan Bogdanovich. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Uh, yes, I have. Okay. I'm being told that that is not true, that the Suns are not interested. Okay. So throw me curveballs today, are you, Gambo? Yeah, just I'm check. I check on things. You know what I? So Bogdan, uh, Kevin O'Connor, who does a good job, says that the Suns are interested in Bogdan Bogdanovich. I will tell you that they are not. The Suns are not interested in Bogdan Bogdanovich. Okay, so we've got that. We've got Sean Coogler. We've got Damian Lee coming up in about ten minutes or so here on the Burns and Gambo show. And of course, you got the Suns Lakers coming up tonight. And obviously, the big news of the day has been Sean Coogler being relieved of his duties. He was sent home uh, Monday morning before the game he was even played. And he was sent home by the Cardinals. Yes, and I'm being told... But see, this is where I thought you were going. I no, didn't I'm think sorry, because you, were... you mentioned the Suns and Damian Lee. So I kind of, I'm get, I, I, you know, you know me. I'm at, oh, I, I know. We do oh, the I show, you. and I work the phone. So like I, like I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm. I know you. Like we prep for the show, and then I, I, I also work during the show. Here's what I'm being told: that the dismissal of Sean Coogler, I'm being told, um, what I'm hearing, it has absolutely nothing to do with coaching. It has nothing to do with coaching. So the decision to dismiss Sean Kugler from the Arizona Cardinals coaching staff, from what I am hearing, has nothing to do with coaching. Now, I can't speculate on what it is. I'm just telling you that it is not. this is not a coaching decision. It's not, it has nothing to do with how he coached the game yeah. or how he coached the players. That is not Which, a reason why. Given the circumstances, it makes sense. It, it ha- Whatever it was, it allegedly happened on Sunday night, and he was put on a plane Monday morning, right? So whatever it was, it wouldn't seem like it was a, you know what, we've decided to go a different direction with our offensive line coach and our run game coordinator. Let's do it right here, right now in this moment. So that does stand to reason, but it would be, again, completely unfair and unwise for us to speculate on what it might be. We have absolutely no idea what it was specifically that happened no, in Mexico City. And I always City think it's unfair. It. You know, so there's things we can speculate on trades and stuff, but with a dismissal of somebody, you don't even want to get into speculation because you don't know. Alright, let's talk about that Cardinals defense that was um, just flattened by the 49ers yesterday. And, and flattened in a way that, what was it? 126 rushing yards the in the second half of that game. Could yesterday. not stop the run. 159 for the game, but 126 coming in the second half. San Francisco made it their mission to run over the Cardinals, and they ran over the Cardinals it, yesterday. It was really, I mean, it, it was just there was no there was no pass rush from the Cardinals. There was no pass rush. None. They couldn't get any pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. None. And the misdirections and the fakes. It was almost like. They were ill prepared to play them, and you know maybe because it's McCaffrey and you, you got all these weapons you're worrying about Ayuk and Kittle and Debo and Mitchell and McCaffrey. I mean, that t- listen, I- I'll say right now that t- I think that team's going to end up going to the Super Bowl. I really do. I think they're going to be the best team in the NFC, and we'll talk about the Forty Nines a little bit. But defensively, I I was on a San Francisco radio station yesterday as a guest previewing the game for them. I know, Van, this defense, I'm like, honestly, like, Vance's defense is not as bad as some of the stats, you know, that you're looking at indicate. It's actually been pretty good. They've had some success and failures. They're not great. Most of the money's in the offense. Boy, I got torched yesterday. I mean, that defense got torched yesterday. There's, I mean, they just couldn't figure out. I mean, they just looked, boy, they were so out of place on so many plays. And how about the yards after the catch? Oh. We know the 49ers are great at it and the Cardinals are bad. They had about 150 yards after the catch in that football game. 
the defense gave up about 150 of the yards was after the catch. But I was really surprised at just how out of place they were. I mean, how many times did the misdirection or the fakes, you know, the fake handoff and then the misdirection? Well, I mean, the one to Debo is the one that stands out the most, right? I mean, that one was the most egregious. There were several of them. But, I mean, that was... The guys the, just got sucked in. They just got sucked in thinking it was one thing and it was something else. Yeah, I kind of I feel like this defense has been trending this way for a while now. Ever since holding Seattle to 19 points on October 16th, these are the point totals that they have allowed basically over their last five games. They gave up 34 to New Orleans in a win. They gave up 34 to Minnesota in a loss. They gave up 31 to Seattle in a loss. They gave up only 17 to the Rams in a win, and the Rams are a mess right now. They had their backup quarterback out there. 38 in a loss to San Francisco. So in four of their last five games, they've given up, on average, about 33, 34 points per game. It's been trending this way for a while. And here's the thing. We can sit here and talk about injuries. Not on defense. Not on defense. You know, we, we can Just talk. Byron Murphy. Yeah, and he's Just a big Byron. loss. I don't want to minimize mm-hmm. him. But for the most part, they're a healthy unit defensively. They've got most of their main guys out there. I think, Gambo, that if we start categorizing the failures of Steve Keim, the fact that they only pressured Jimmy Garoppolo, what, 17% of the time that he dropped back yesterday? When you don't address the edge rusher situation, this is what can happen. You had nobody out there. And then the guys that you drafted to be this. your edge and rushers. This, this part I don't understand. My Jay Sanders, nine snaps. And what did My Jay Sanders do last week against the Rams? He played very, very he well. He was like the star of the game. He was, like, he was so good. How do you go from that to, you know what, you're not going to play this week? I, I just. Again, I think there's such a disconnect between the front office and the coaching staff sometimes with players where I don't get it. Majai Sanders was really good last week. Really good. How come he doesn't get rewarded with more playing time? I don't understand. I don't either. I don't either. I don't either. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, he was a sneaky signing this offseason by general manager James Jones, and he's already carved out a nice niche here in the Valley. Sunsguard Damian Lee is our guest on the Burns and Gambo show.